Well, turn with me to two places, please, this morning. 1 Samuel, the second chapter, and Romans, 13th chapter. 1 Samuel 2 and Romans 13. If you didn't bring a Bible with you this morning, hold up your hand real high. The ushers have extra Bibles. would be glad to let you use one of ours. And turn to these two openings, please. Uh, it's uh, taking the time, making the effort to turn and find it and letting your eyes rest on it is one way of showing respect for the Word and just reminding yourself, uh, Brother Keith didn't say this. This is what God said. This is what he said. And so uh, letting it get into you and changing your life. In 1 Samuel 2, we saw that Eli was over the house of God and his sons were priests under him, but they were doing uh, wrong things and bad things. And uh, the Lord had warned him uh, to not allow them to do that, but he let them go. And in the uh, 29th verse of 1 Samuel 2, he said, uh, the Lord told him, he said, you've honored your sons above me. And verse 30, he said, wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, be it far from me. So even though he had given the priesthood and the privilege of the ministry and honor of the service of the Lord's house, to him and his family and, in, and told him he had given it to him to his father and him and to his sons and their sons after them in perpetuity. He said, it's not going to be that way. I told you that. I gave it to you. But now it's not going to be that way. Because them that honor me, I will honor. But those that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. And you see that even though God gives you something precious, you can lose it if you disrespect it. If you fail to honor it. We studied Esau. And how that he despised his birthright. And how he lost it. And uh, I'm convinced that in a large measure. The church has lost some precious and holy things of God. And the move of the spirit. And a lot of wonderful and good things. Uh, out of simply not respecting it enough. Not valuing it enough. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, coveting earnestly the best gifts you can't be indifferent about it you've got to desire Amen. and you've got to esteem and value and honor don't you and so I believe the Lord is uh, working in us for this to increase in us say that phrase out loud at the end of this verse what did he say them that honor me I will honor say it again them that honor me I will honor. Do you believe that? Do you want his honor in your life? Oh, uh, every good thing that happens for you is the Lord honoring you. I mean, if you make it healthy and strong and live long when other people don't, that's the Lord honoring you. When your bills are paid, when other people are losing everything that they've got, you not only got bills paid, but you got extra. That's the Lord honoring you. Isn't it? One of the greatest ways he honors us is with his presence. With his presence in our house, in our place of work, manifesting, showing up at church. You know, what's church without God? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> right? We want him to show up. This is his place. We want him to speak. We want him to move. Is it in our power 
to initiate a greater manifestation of his presence and honor in our lives. It is when you realize he said, them that honor me, I will honor. What if we honor him more? He's going to honor us more. Now read the rest of it though. The other side of this. They that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So you see that he's going to treat us the way we treat him. If we honor him, he's going to honor us. If we despise him, he's going to treat us lightly. Hmm? It's happening all over the place. There are people that, you know, they just can't be bothered to get up and go to church or, or do anything in the Lord's work. They can't be bothered to give a dollar into preaching the gospel or much less uh, donate an hour of their time or so any, any effort. You know, they, it's just not important. They got other stuff that's more important going on. And so in so doing, they are despising the Lord and his things and his church and his works. And so uh, his things are not on their list of important things to do. So their things is not on his important list either. Hmm? They don't have time for him to help him. So he doesn't have time to uh, add his blessing to their stuff and help them. True or not? He said, if you despise me, what's going to happen to you? You're going to be despised. You're going to be lightly esteemed. So um, if we want God more involved in our life, it's resting with us, not with him. We're not waiting on him. We need to esteem and honor and respect his things in a greater measure. Uh, We should grow in this year to year. Us, our teenagers, our children, uh, from, from the person that got born again last week to the person that's been walking with the Lord for 50 years, all of us are to be at a different place uh, next year this time. The Lord tarries is coming in these areas than we are now. Respecting and honoring and, and knowing how to talk and how to act and, and how to treat and how to respond to the things of God. We have not arrived. When I'm talking about learning how to honor, I'm not pointing a finger and saying you need to learn. I'm saying we need to learn. Both of us. I want to learn. I've made mistakes just like you. Uh, In ignorance and in other ways, saying and doing stuff the inappropriate way in time, I want to learn. Do you want to learn? Do you want to grow? Let's do what the Lord has told us to. Let's stop the disrespect. And let's honor him. Go go to Romans 13. Let's remind ourselves again in the New Testament. Of what he said about this. Romans 13. You know every good thing that we're enjoying right now. And we're blessed. We we are blessed. Uh, We have this great facility. We've got all this land paid for. We've got uh, all our bills. Our TV and internet. Our are not late and never late, and we're sowing all these materials all over the world, no charge. We hadn't had to stop one day production while we waited on money. God has honored us, hasn't he? This fine place and all these resources and all these wonderful people that just work so hard and are so committed and faithful. God has honored you. He's honored me. He's honored us. Should we honor him less? The more he honors us, no, what should happen? The more he honors us, 
We know it's in response to us honoring him. We ought to take it up another notch. We ought to say, oh, we're going to really worship God. We're going to really be thankful. We're going to really show him the kind of respect that he deserves. And his things are going to be unquestionably number one in our lives. Everybody that knows us will know, hey, don't try to get in between them and God. Don't try to make them pick between God and you. Because <laughs> huh? we're going to give him the honor due to him. In Romans 13 and 7, Romans 13 and 7, it said, Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. The uh, God's Word translation says it like this. Pay everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay them. If you owe tolls, pay them. If you owe someone respect, respect that person. If you owe someone honor, honor that person. He uses the same uh, phraseology to describe owing honor and respect as he does owing taxes, owing a bill. Now that's a different mindset than the world has. And much of that mindset of the world has gotten into the church. And so many people, if you were to talk about respect, they immediately think of people respecting me. The more carnal and selfish you are, everything you hear, you apply it uh, for me. As far as, you know, what people should do for me. Some years ago, I I taught on love, uh, walking in love and uh, for a couple of weeks or so in this certain place. And towards the end of it, this lady followed me out one day and she said, oh, Brother Keith, I'm so glad you're teaching on this. I've been telling these people they're not walking in love with me like they're supposed to be. <laughs> I turned and looked at her. I said, you missed the whole thing. She looked at me like, huh, what? I said, you're not supposed to be thinking about them walking in love with you. This is for you to check your love walk towards them. Am I walking in love with them? She said, oh. (laughs) But the more carnal you are, uh, the more self-centered you think. And you only think about what people are doing for you. So when it comes to respect, so many times that's all people think about. Well, yeah, they need to respect me more. And so uh, you see people demand respect. I require that you show me some respect. Uh, You will respect me. In my house, you will respect me in this demanding respect. That does not work. Need to quit that. That does not work. Uh, Well, they have to respect me. They never have to respect you. They never have to. And you hollering and yelling and demanding it is not going to make it happen. Sometimes you'll hear criminals say, well, I'll get my pistol out. You'll show me some respect. That's not respect. Maybe fear. Got nothing to do with honor and respect. No, the Bible says you pay the respect you owe. Don't demand respect, demonstrate respect. And and if you'll pay the respect that you owe, then you'll reap the respect that you sow. We begin last week getting into some details about what is disrespect and how disrespect and dishonor is shown I didn't really intend to go this way. I was teaching on honor and whom to honor. And then the Lord emphasized to me early on, focus on this. 
so much of what honor and respect is, is what we don't say and what we don't do. And to stop the disrespect. We are still suffering in this country from the rebellion of the 60s. We've got second and third generations now that have grown up not being taught proper respect and proper honor. And people are saying and doing all manner from the youngest to the oldest. All manner of rude, uh, uncouth and and disrespectful, dishonorable stuff and act like they don't even see it. And some people don't see it. You know, how can you miss what you never had? How can you recognize what you never grew up with? You never, you didn't see it in your parents? You didn't see it in your grandparents? I know people don't like to talk about these things, but I'm telling you, some things have been lost over these past 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Some major things have been lost. But you and I do not have to live without it. We know the source of honor. We know the teacher about these things. And we've asked him more than once to teach us different aspects of this. Do you believe he's heard our prayer? He has heard our prayer. And it's happening right now. We went to Genesis and we saw the beginning of disrespect. Now, if you want the previous teachings, they're available. Go back in the Word Supply, download it off the Internet, catch up with us. We've already covered a lot of ground. But we went back to Genesis and saw that there was no disrespect in the garden with God and and Adam and Eve. There was no dishonor until the devil came. And from the moment he gets on the scene, you hear the disrespect. Has God said questioning in disrespect, dishonor? Did did God really say that? Now, you know, you, you can't cover every possible manifestation of disrespect but we can get the spirit of it can't we we can recognize the tone of it what it looks and sounds like the feel of it do you want to get every bit of this ugly stuff out of your life do you and if you'll help your children not to have this in them you'll help them avoid untold hurts and problems in their life as they get older and as they go on so many things God had prepared for people and brought them to it and and it to them. And they showed up and disrespected it and talked some things and did some things they shouldn't have done and messed up the plan and provision of the Lord. Let's stop doing that. He said, did God say? And then we see them tell him, yes, God said, you don't eat of the fruit of the tree. Then we see the disrespect and the contradiction. Nah, you won't really die. Disrespect. And we begin sharing five eyes of disrespect. And the first one we saw there in the garden was ignoring. We see that they were very clear. Don't eat of the tree or you will die. And yet Eve took it, ate of it, gave it to Adam. He ate. They acted like God never said anything to them. They acted like they never heard this. Like he didn't matter. What he said didn't matter. Isn't that disrespectful? To act like you never even heard it. Like it wasn't even there. So ignoring is disrespectful. What was the second one? Did we get into that? Anybody remember? The second eye, five eyes of disrespect, was interrupting. Interrupting. Let's read that verse again. Interrupting. Proverbs 18.13 in the NIV says, He who 
answers before listening. That is his folly and his shame. Today's English version says, listen before you answer. If you don't, you're being stupid and insulting. Anybody in here wants to be stupid and insulting? Then do what? Listen before you answer. Easy to read translation says it like this. Let people finish speaking. That would revolutionize the world. Let people finish speaking before you try to answer them. That way you will not embarrass yourself and look foolish. Let people finish speaking. Say that out loud. Let people finish speaking. Is, uh, is your husband a people? Is your wife a people? Are your kids people? Hmm? The people you work with, people? <laughs> so what are you supposed to do with people according to this verse? Help me out. Let them finish speaking before you try to answer. Uh, I know the Lord has helped me uh, again and again not to mess up and make mistakes as a leader by this right here. There's been, I don't know, over the years, scores of times, I guess, that something bothered me. Uh, it appeared uh, to be this way, and I was ready to change some things. And the Lord dealt with me, ask questions, find out what happened, and listen. Don't talk first. And so there have been a number of times people might not have known that I was bothered by it. The Lord helped me. But I asked questions. And I'm ready to do some things. But as I heard their response. The Lord helped me to see. See it's not like you thought it was. It's different than you thought. And I totally set aside. What I had in mind. And I was so glad. I didn't just come and start talking. And start saying I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do the other. It pays to listen. Doesn't it? It pays to listen. James uh, 1 and 19. Would you turn there? Let's look at this. James 1 19. What does it say? Wherefore my beloved brethren. Let every man. Be swift to hear. Slow to speak. And slow to wrath. Say that out loud. Swift to hear. Slow to speak. And slow to wrath. Say it again. Quick to hear. Slow to speak. And slow to wrath. Quick to hear. The Amplified says it like this. Understand this my beloved brethren. Let every man. Be quick to hear a ready listener. A ready. Does that describe you? When people think, I'm not talking about what you say about yourself. When other people think about you, do they think, you know, that someone calling your name? They are a good listener. <laughs> well, that can change. Can't it? You know, you and I and everybody on the planet are today how and what we have become. Not what we have to be. 
You hear people talking about, well, I'm just this way. I've just always been this way. That's a lie right there. You were not born that way. You have not always been that way. <laughs> you have become that way. Well, I guess this is just how I am, and you just have to you just have to love me the way I am. No, we don't. <laughs> Why do you think that? <laughs> we can love you and not love your goofy ways at all. We don't have to love all your ways. Ungodly, unchristlike ways. Hmm? See, people just make up things and pretend they're scriptures. <laughs> no. Quick to what? Quick to hear. And slow to speak. I shared uh, last Sunday. One of the great things my natural father did for me was listen to me. I mean as a 10 and 12 year old. And especially as a 15, 16 year old. He'd sit and listen to me. For an hour. Not interrupt me. Just listen to me. Now I'm sure everything I was saying. Wasn't amazing and profound. At 10 years old. But. It did something to me. It, uh, it gave me a sense of. Uh, value. That what I had to say would matter. And uh, there's a lot of parents nowadays that act all mystified. They say, how do you get your kids to talk to you? Here it is. Be a good listener. So many have not. They just, you know, they just shut their kids off and, and they won't hear their side of it and they just, they, they don't act like they got anything to say. And you do that 10, 20, 30 times. Well, they'll quit talking to you. Hmm? I would open up and share things, uh, you know, that, why? Because you know it's going to be heard, not just uh, randomly listened at, but actually heard. Somebody's going to try to understand what you're saying. So, uh, whether it's husbands and wives, whether it's parents and children, whether it's employee, employer, it makes no difference what the relationship is. You can initiate an immediate improvement and closeness if you're willing to become a good hearer. Do you believe this or not? Become a good hearer, a good listener. Say it again and make it a confession. Say it out loud. I am am quick to hear hear. and slow to speak speak. and slow to get mad. That's me. That's how I am. What are you quick on? Good listener. You can't be a good listener, so called multitasking. I don't believe in multitasking. Now, if there ever was a, an occupation or job that you would think is multitasking, is flying an airplane. Because it seems like you've got, you got to do about 20, 30, 40, 50 things at once. But I don't believe you can. You can't do anything like it ought to be done while simultaneously doing something else. Now you can do a lot of, other, a lot of things 
if you focus on them and get off of it and focus on something else. But this multitasking, I can do a bunch of things at once, is a myth. Well, I can do it. No, you can't. Nobody can do a thing the way it ought to be done while doing something else. Just a fact. And so you can't listen while doing a bunch of other stuff. Hmm? We, we did ask to learn about these things, right? Do you want to know? Are you willing to make some changes and make some adjustments? We live in a loud, noisy, busy world. And it's a problem. The Bible said, be still and know that I am God. Didn't he? The Bible said there are many voices in the world. And they're all trying to say something. But I like what the Lord said to uh, uh, Martha. He said, Martha, Martha, you are careful, full of care and troubled about many things. But Mary, uh, he said, one thing is needful. Somebody say one thing. Well, what is that one thing? Well, it's whatever the Lord's telling you at that moment is what matters. That's the only thing that really matters, isn't it? And you don't need to be distracted by a bunch of other stuff. One thing is needful, and he said, Mary has chosen that good thing, and it won't be taken away from her. You know, uh, the spirit of wisdom is inside us. And if we'll check with him and look to him, he will let us know at any given moment of the day, in every situation, what's important to do right now. And when you find that out, turn the other stuff off. Hmm? Get away from it, shut it down, put it off. Whatever you need to do, and do that one thing that's needful, and give you give you full attention to it. Wouldn't that be showing it respect to give it your full attention? So interrupting, he said, is uh, being foolish and shameful. One thing you'll notice. Watch out for this too. You ever heard somebody say, "Now, with all due respect," (laughs) or Now, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but the vast majority of times, when you hear those phrases, what follows is disrespect. Think about it. Why did they even think to say that? Why would they think to say that? I don't mean to be disrespectful, but why? Because their spirit is telling them, this is disrespectful. (laughs) And instead of doing what they got in their spirit, They're quoting it and ignoring it. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, and this phrase I have come to not enjoy, with all due respect. Do you know what I mean or not? Do you hear the tone of that? So many times, it is blatant rebellion. People come, now with all due respect, ain't no respect in the room. Or the county probably. (laughs) With all due respect. Ain't no respect about it. Can you see this? No. So much of what our. Showing honor and showing respect. Is what we don't say. And what we don't do. A lot of times. Being respectful. Is simply being quiet. You'll have all kind of thoughts. Bouncing around in your head. But it's not time for you to talk. 
and wonderfully the Lord has spared you, you realized after you thought about it for a couple of minutes that would have been the wrong thing to say. And since the Lord had helped you to be so quick to hear and slow to speak, you're smiling because you just saved yourself all kind of trouble. <laughs> and you hadn't said a word. Glory to God. There's been numerous times. Now, I hadn't always done this perfectly, but there's been numerous times I'm, I'm talking with somebody and I'd go to say something, the Lord had checked me. And I didn't know why, but if you trust Him, you don't have to know why. You just bite your lip, don't say that, move on. And I mean, sometimes five seconds, ten seconds later into the conversation, I realize, oh, if I'd have said that, it would have reminded them of this. And it would have led the conversation this way. And they don't need to think about that right now. Should we be led in our words, what we say in our conversations? And if we'll just do this one simple thing, slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to speak, we will immediately start showing more respect and more love and more faith. Can you see this? With this one simple action. Say it out loud, I am, I am. quick to hear, quick to hear. Slow, slow to speak, and slow, slow. to get mad. To get mad. <laughs> you hot-headed? Fly off a handle? Huh? 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 Well, Brother Keith, I grew up da-da-da-da, such and such family. That's my background. That's my nationality. We're just like that. Hey, you're a Christian. That counts a lot more than any kind of ethnicity or culture or background. You are the way you have become, not the way you have to be. Well, you know, I've been like this for 40 years. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. You're not an old dog. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Unless you want to hold on to the old things and confess that you're an old dog. (laughs) I don't even know that that's true that an old dog can't learn a new trick. I expect an old dog, a good old dog, could learn a new trick. I know it's not a scripture. How about you? (laughs) Do you want another one of these eyes today? You think we could could get to one? What's the first one? Five eyes of disrespect. Ignoring. You going to make an effort to stop ignoring? Especially those that you should be paying attention to. And secondly, what's disrespectful? Interrupting. Very disrespectful. I mean, if somebody's trying to say something and you just talk over them to the point where they have to stop, uh, what are you saying by your action? You're saying what you're saying is so trivial and insignificant that I can't stand to wait till you finish your sentence. And what I'm saying is obviously so much more important and superior than what you would have to say that you need to shut up immediately and listen to me. Boy. That's arrogance, isn't it? Ignorance, too. No, uh, don't, don't interrupt. Don't practice interruption. Thirdly, a third eye of disrespect is 
intruding, intruding. Go to Proverbs 25, please. You believing with me for Revelation to come out? Please do. Proverbs 25. I want to learn these things myself. I'm I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to us. I, I want to grow. I want to develop. I'm convinced. We learn how to honor God more. It's going to affect our services. It's going to affect our lives. It's going to affect the ministry. It's going to affect every part of us. We'll come up to another place. Why? Because them that honor me, he said, I will honor. In Proverbs 25, 6, it says, Put not forth yourself in the presence of the king, and stand not in the place of great men. For better it is that it be said to you, Come up here, than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince whom your eyes have seen. Young's literal translation says it like this, honor not yourself before a king. So putting yourself forth is equal to honoring yourself. The Amplified says, be not forward, self-assertive, and boastfully ambitious. The New Living says, don't demand an audience with the king or push for a place among the great. Here's another saying that is not a scripture. It is the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. I want everybody to say, not a scripture. Not a scripture. scripture. (laughs) If you want to get something, you got to make some noise. You got to push your way in. That is the way of the world. The ungodly. It is not the way of the Lord. Being intrusive. Pushing yourself in. Is being dishonoring. And being disrespectful. This is one of the things I believe. That is, has been lost the last several years. It needs to be restored. Here's a definition of intruding. To thrust. Or bring in. Without invitation. Did you hear that phrase? Without invitation, permission, or welcome. So here's a question we ought to ask ourselves frequently. Who invited you? Who invited you? And people say, well, you know, I don't like all this formality. We just show up. Well, if somebody invited you to just show up, well, you're invited. But if you just assume that everybody is be so blessed by your presence because you showed up, (laughs) then that's presumptuous and disrespectful. Disrespect, dishonor just blares into where it is not invited. Not asked, not welcomed, not wanted, and just assumes that I know so much and my way is so amazing and that everybody would just want to know it. Did you know the Lord is not this way? If anybody is qualified to just come in and do for you what you need, even if you didn't ask for it, it would be the Lord. Wouldn't it? And if anything is needed, it's being born again. 
doesn't get any more important than that. And yet the Lord will not. No matter if life and death, eternal death, is hanging in the balance, he will not push his way into a man or woman's life and make them receive him. Will he? You have to invite him. What does he say? Behold, I, the creator, stand at the door and knock. What does that mean? It's up to you whether you invite me in. Or whether you don't. If anybody. He made us. He made the ground we're standing on. He gives us the air we breathe. If anybody had a right to just come in and say. Hey it's my planet. You're going to do this. You are going to show me some respect. In my planet. But that's not him. That's not him. One thing we must learn about him. About our father God. About the Holy Spirit. About Jesus You have to invite him. You have to ask him in. You have to want him. Do you hear this, friends? He goes where he's appreciated. He manifests where he's wanted. Do you believe this? It's a fact. Those that hunger and thirst after his things, those that covet earnestly the best gifts, it's obviously they respect these things. Why? Why would you want them so much? Because you put such a high value on them. And those are the people that get filled, get ministered to. Can you say amen? In uh, Luke 14, Jesus himself quoted from this passage and taught on this. What's the question you should ask yourself on occasion after occasion? Who invited you? Hmm? Who asked you? Don't assume. Don't presume. Who asked you? Jesus said in in Luke 14, 8, When you are bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than you be bidden of him. I've seen places where people had gone to great length and effort to prepare uh, great food and, and tables and they had dignitaries and they had elders and people and folks come in brought their kids in took the best seats let their kids get up on the table and pull stuff up before they started eating oh they're just kids there's no excuse for this how disrespectful that is to these people who planned this and worked so hard and you're just going to come in and mess it all up before the rest of the guests even get to see it Is this dishonoring? Is it disrespectful? Kids do what they are allowed to do. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but you're way bigger than them. Have you noticed that? You're way bigger than them. (laughs) Children should be made to mind. You don't have to beat them. You don't have to abuse them. You just don't give in. And the reason people say, well, it just, it's so hard. It's, the reason it's so hard is because you're so inconsistent. You keep giving in. And if the child thinks there's a hope, a ray, a glimmer of hope, that screaming and yelling will get them what they want, they will do it till the cows come home. And what you have to convince them of is there ain't no way. It's never going to happen. And when they believe that, they'll quit. 
Why? No point in doing it anymore. It's never going to get me what I want. Huh? But you give in one time. You have made it hard on yourself and them. Got to be consistent. Our children in the faith life family are some of the finest, most respectful. Our young men, our young women, some of the most dignified. People in this messed up world are going to see them as they grow up and meet them and go, wow. I thought all that was dead and gone. Look at that. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Look at how what they look, how they conduct themselves, how they carry themselves, how they handle themselves. Do you not think people like this will go far in the world? Do you not think people in charge of companies and looking for positions of leadership to fill, these individuals not going to stand out in a crowd of sloppy, potty mouth people? Hmm? They will. It's already beginning to happen. And it'll happen more and more. It's worth the investment, friends. It's worth the discomfort of disciplining yourself and them holding the necessary conversations, doing the necessary restrictions and whatever. It's worth it. I know it's not always fun. I know sometimes you're tired and you don't want to fool with it. But listen, your child's life, their future is in the balance. Didn't the Bible say, honor your father and your mother? Because this comes with a promise, doesn't it? That it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. This is big, big, important, important. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be hard. You can smile while you say no. <laughs> no, I said no. Don't ask again. No. Yeah, but I just can't stand it. When they cry, I just love them too much. It's got nothing to do with loving them. That's you loving yourself. And how it makes you feel or doesn't make you feel is total selfishness. If you love somebody enough, you will make them annoyed and angry with you. You will put up with it if it will help them. Hmm? You'll put up with them not liking you. If it will save them and help them down the road. Will you? He said, when you're bidding of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room. Don't blare in there and go to the head table. Well, look, there's an empty seat. <laughs> Tell me what the question you better ask yourself. Who invited you? Who, who invited you? Oh, look. Nobody's eating that yet. Oh, look. Oh, look. Do we live in a loose world? Ah, go for all that formality. Just do this, just do that. Yeah, but the looser you get, the more disrespect, the more dishonor. And you watch it. All these people that are so, they're proud of how loose they are, because how free we are. These are also the folk that's going to be slapping each other in a couple hours. You watch and see. Oh, they're so free. Somebody's going to get on somebody's nerves being so free. Huh? <laughs> you're so free, you're in my business. Right? And you can see the people fighting and they're mad and they're upset with each other. And, and, and these same people 
that are so free and you're not hung up with all these so-called formalities, then they're also the ones that have these knockdown, drag-out fights and yell and scream at each other on a regular basis. It goes together. Oh, that's just normal. That's the way I grew up. I don't make it right. Some things have been lost, we talked about. For multiple generations now, they can be restored. Do you want your kids to go through all the yelling and screaming and fussing and fighting and all the junk that some of your folks have been through? Or you want to have them have a life of a home filled with peace where they go for months at a time and not a cross word is said. Come on, are you listening? This is not a fairy tale. This is available to every child of God. Why? Because they respect the Lord. They respect each other. They respect their kids. They respect their employer. And because they show so much honor to God by honoring him and man, what's God doing? Honoring them with favor and protection and blessing and his presence. And so it's, it's like living a dream. It's not a fairy tale. The Bible said you can have days of heaven on the earth. Oh, it won't be exactly like heaven, but you can have days where it's feeling close. Huh? (laughs) Can you? You can. You can. He said, lest he that bade you and him come and say to you, give this man place and you begin with shame to take the lowest room. And when you're bidden, go and sit down. When you are bidden, that means you were invited, right? You, when you are bidden, go in. Don't put yourself out front and center. Don't intrude. Hang back. Be out of the way. Is this being respectful? Yeah. Stay out of people's way. It doesn't mean. See, people have thought, well, that just that that's that's the way timid people do. No, no, that doesn't. You don't have to be timid to be respectful. You can have plenty to say if anybody wants to hear it. Hmm? And an ability to do if anybody wants you to do it. But enough respect that unless they ask you to, you don't presume. Hmm? You hang back. You let people know, I'm available. I'm here. Man, I can wash. I can dry. I'm a good garbage toter. Hey, I'm here. And if they don't call on you, stay out of their way. Hmm? And be happy about it. Don't sit over there and sulk. Well, I could be doing this and I could be doing that. You could be happy. (laughs) You could be, you know, you could be doing something helpful like adding to the atmosphere. Some joy. Least you could do is smile. People look over at you and go, hey. Glory to God. We're having a good time, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. So many folks are such babies. They intrude. And if anybody says, no, 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 stop, stop. They go, oh. Oh. Well, if you don't want me, I'll just go home. We didn't say we didn't want you. Just turn loose of the skillet when I've got it in my hand. (laughs) Well, I know when I'm not wanted. This is acting like a sinner that ain't even saved. 
That's how sinners act. When instead of being indignant, you should be apologizing that you weren't discerning enough to have intruded. You should stop and go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'll be over here. (laughs) And I'll be happy being over here. (laughs) I'm just fine. And if you need anything, but if you don't, okay, that's good. That's great. Do we have to get offended over every little thing or even every big thing? You know, the sign of a really strong Christian is, man, no matter what happens, it just doesn't move you. It doesn't. People can purposely insult you. I mean, they're trying to hurt you and offend you. And you just smile and go, uh, are you sure that's what you meant? They call you slanderous name and you just go, that's not my name. My name's Keith. Hi. Good to meet you. People go, well, you, people will think you're naive. And that's not a problem unless you're full of pride. Did the Bible not say to be wise concerning good, but concerning evil to be simple? If you walk in love the way that you can and should, like some people who don't know any better, they'll think you're naive. I've had people come to me and catch me on the side and go, Brother Keith, didn't you know they were talking about you? I went, no. <laughs> they said, yeah, they did everything but call your name. I said, no, you don't know that. Having <laughs> people look at me, Brother Keith. <laughs> what? People think it shows some kind of spirituality that you're so suspicious. Suspicion is not spirituality. People go, mm, what they mean by that? Ah, uh, they're trying to say something, weren't they? Because they like to believe, I am so sharp, you can't get anything by me. I am, I have the gift. <laughs> the gift of suspicion. Is also not in the scriptures. <laughs> what if they were? What if they were? Does the world keep turning? Is God still on the throne? <laughs> you can't control what everybody says and does, but you can control completely your response to it. And even if they mean it hateful, you can just smile like you didn't even know what they said. They can slap you and you can go, wow, did you trip? You trip and your hand fell across my face. Don't see, be so naive. Simple concerning evil is a good thing. Don't be looking for stuff. Even when it's in your face. Why magnify it? Why emphasize it? What profit is it going to be? Don't be the kind of person. People have to tiptoe around. Afraid they're going to offend you. Afraid they're going to upset you. That says some not so nice things about you. Grow up. Have some faith. Have some love. 
have some resiliency. When it comes to all that sensitivity and, and offense stuff, develop some thick skin. Hmm? Where you, it just rolls off of you. You just, you're just smiling. People go, look at him. He's so dumb, he don't even know what's going on. <laughs> but they don't realize that you're a lot smarter than them because you got no ulcers. Right. Got no lawsuits. Yeah. Not having to go to the emergency room to get sewed up or anything like that. <laughs> huh? So who's the, who's the dumb one? <laughs> Woo! But we're having a big time, aren't we? Glory to God. I could use just a little bit more time. Can you? Do you have it to spare? Uh, a couple of instances in the scripture that give the spirit of uh, honor. Moses, when he saw that burning bush in the distance, you remember that? And he thought, wow, I've never seen anything like that. He, so he comes just walking over to see it. And tell me what the Lord told him. As he approached. What did the Lord tell him? Don't, don't just come blaring in here. What do you do? Take off your shoes. The place where you're standing right now is holy. Do we need some more of this mindset? We do. It's too easy to think and act like the world. And just come blaring in. and uh, Like the proverbial bull in the china shop. Just intrusive and, and loud and. And you do, and you will miss things and not qualify for things. The Lord spoke to him as he approached. He said, Moses, take off your shoes. Where you are is holy ground. Just saying those words arrests your attention, doesn't it? Because you go, whoa, I need to slow down here. I need, yeah, get these shoes off. Wow, this is a holy thing. I need to pay attention here. Show some respect. This is not pay a dollar and come see the burning bush. Why would I say that? The world is like that, isn't it? I mean, the whole world has become like that. It's Everything's like going to a theme park or some attraction. Things of God are not that way. You remember John the Baptist said about Jesus, they were asking him, are you the one? Are you the one? He said, no, no. The one is the one coming after me. And he said, I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie his shoe. He's not just saying some stuff to sound humble and religious. He really feels this way. This is his heart. He wouldn't, if the Lord's shoe was untied, he wouldn't just tie it. Are you listening now? See, people are intrusive, invasive. Don't just go around picking lint off of people's clothes. <laughs> Who asked you? Oh, this is going over big, isn't it? Oh, you can tell. <laughs> Don't just start doing stuff. Invading their privacy. Invading their space. They might want that speck right there. Don't presume. Don't be presumptuous. He said, I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie his shoes. He, you know, if he asked him to, I'm sure he would. But he's not presumptuous. Do you remember the Mount of Transfiguration? 
Is that a holy scene? Jesus lit up like a light bulb. You couldn't even tell what color his clothes were anymore. They were so bright all you could see was glimmering, shimmering light. And he's talking with uh, Elijah who lived on the earth <laughs> centuries ago. And Moses. And Is there life after death? Well, there you go. He's talking to him. And uh, Peter decides to talk. Time to say something. He's got something special to say right now. He says, hey, let's build some tabernacles. Yeah, three. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Is this time for him to be talking? No. Is this lack of respect? Lack of But see, the thing is, a lot of times when people get nervous, they start talking. People get nervous. If you feel nervous and uncomfortable, that is the best time to be quiet. Isn't it? Be quiet. When you're just out of nervous tension, you start talking. Again and again, it's going to be the wrong thing. You just start talking because you feel uncomfortable and you just... You know, somebody ought to say something. To, I guess it's me. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, da 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 da. It's like him. He's thinking, ooh, 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 ooh. Hey, let's build some tabernacles. <laughs> tabernacles. <laughs> he got an idea. I got an idea. Yeah, you need to be quiet. <laughs> I mean, immediately after that, the Father spoke. Out of the sky. He said, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. <laughs> you don't need to be talking. Listen to him. We don't need no tabernacles. Listen to him. <laughs> it's not time for you to share your ideas. Listen to him. Somebody say, Listen to him. him. Sometimes it's no big deal if you're silly and cut up a little bit, but we need to know when it's not time to do that. We need to know when it's time to pull off your shoes and shut up. Hmm? Not share your little idea and opinion and show some respect and show some honor. Friend, this is not just to be talking about discipline and changes. I'm convinced this is key to the next part of what God has for us in our lives. I believe he would take you and me in our homes and in this whole church up to a whole nother level where he could share some things with us we have not had before. Why? Because if he'd have given it to us before now, we wouldn't have respected it. We wouldn't have known how to treat it. And he's preparing us. Why teach us about all these things unless he wants to give us some things that are greater and more precious and more honorable. Are you hungry for it? Will you receive these things? Tell me about yourself one more time. What kind of person are you? Are you that quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to get angry? Is that you? Are we sure that's you? We're talking about you. Stand on your feet, everybody. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, 
visit our website at morelife.org.